know, you feel like a superhuman, especially as a beginner cyclist, you know, you, you can't believe, you know, I'm approaching 50 years old and I'm like, God, I'm in the best shape of my life. I wouldn't even compare to when I was in my 20s. And, and I'm a very, very busy person. You know, I own two businesses, but I try to make the time, my me time, to try to get in my training. And uh, I don't always do that, but I, but I think the results are there. And, and I was, I've, I've been so happy since the race, I can't even stand it, so. Hello, everyone. This one is actually one of the great calls that people love to actually call in. Based on all the people who I've been listening to, like, you know, how their races went. And then I asked them, you know, what's the, what's one of the things that you actually incorporated during your training that really helped a lot? And then they tell me and then share to everyone, you know, it's actually one of them, one of the greatest calls, the achievements call, because without having to experience the same mistakes, right? Or without even going through the pain or like the fun pain of the race, people are learning already. Okay, and then you can ask more questions to that person, and it could be not your interest just yet, but maybe after hearing it from another person, maybe this is something, oh, if she was able to do it, maybe I could do it too. So I think this one is really, really helpful, not just because we get to see each other, but we're going to be hearing more people who's actually, we're going to learn from. I'm going to have Katie to start this particular run post a uh, it's post ACL meniscus surgery and uh, it was last Saturday and if you think about it it's not even an uh, easy one it's actually 1100 feet elevation gain and during training I was asking her can you give me 1500 feet elevation gain Katie I'm in Minnesota there's no there's nowhere here <laughs> all right so we have to you have to be very creative um, it was a hard training but let me have you talk Give us a snippet of your experience. This one is an LE marathon with 1100 feet elevation gain and you play second in your age group. And this one is actually second fastest marathon. The fastest marathon that you've had was actually before the surgery and you, you did well here. So go ahead. Katie. Yeah, and, and these aren't apples to apples. So this one was significantly tougher than the, the, the one that I had the PR in. Yeah. So I guess, um, Rule number one I learned is to do whatever you tell me to do as much as I hate it and as much as I am miserable doing it because I really still hate the running. But I was committed and I did exactly what you told me to do and I put 100% effort into training um, and to those training runs. And, uh, and, and I'd say that's one thing I learned is that that paid off because I felt very prepared going into it. The second thing was that I reviewed the nutrition call the day before and so I literally like created myself a written plan on what I was going to do for nutrition and hydration because I knew that the weather forecast was bad for high humidity and potential for severe weather and I knew about the hills and so I knew it was going to be a tough marathon so I figured I better be really good about the nutrition and the hydration and I was I followed it to a T so I was really really happy about that that was like invaluable information as the calls always had um, and then the, the third thing was that I was mentally, I was really tough. And I, I, think, I think that's always been a strength of mine is being mentally tough, but it has been improved by listening to the champion's mind. And then also, I love that seal book that cracks me up. And so different sayings from both of those were going through my head. And there was one point where uh, it, it started to thunder and there were dark, dark clouds. 
and I knew that we had a chance of severe storms. The humidity was 82%. It was miserable. And we're going up this ridiculous hill and it's thundering over and over. And I pass one of the people in my age group and I'm like, yeah, you know, I pass one. And she's like, I think they're gonna pull us off the course. And what went through my head was, oh my gosh, if I don't get to finish this, I'm gonna have to do it again. She's gonna make me do it again. So I started going faster. And the other woman actually quit. There were two from my age group that quit because it did start to pour rain. It never lightning though. So they didn't take us off the course, but we did have for like an hour where it was pouring just buckets of water coming down. Um, but I was like, mentally, I was just like, I'm going to take this as a positive as pulling me off and I'm going to run harder and I'm gonna get this done. Um, so those are the things I think that were the positives. Uh, the one negative is I wore compression pants and I did not use chamois cream. And so uh, when I got soaking wet, that was uncomfortable from there on out and still is to this day. So I learned a very valuable lesson of what you should do, even if there's rain in the forecast. And I never would have made that mistake cycling, but I, I made that mistake running and I won't make that mistake again. So that's it. Oh. I think that's very, very valuable, what you just shared. Yeah, especially, I mean, I would have not thought about that. And what about, because I know, because you told me that the first hour it was raining, right? It was, it was sprinkling, but it wasn't bad, okay. but it was threatening, okay. you know, threatening. Did that uh, concern you? What came yeah. to your head? Oh, okay. No, no, did that didn't bother me at all. It was yeah. when, I, when I thought, when it started to thunder and one of the people thought that we, you know, one of my age group people thought that we were going to get pulled off the course. Then I was like, you know how they say, you know, fear can be a really good motivator. My fear was, oh my goodness, she's going to make me do another marathon. Coach is going to make me do another. So I'm going to have to run faster and get this puppy done because I don't want to have to do this again until I get down to Cozumel. So when that comes, like, for example, like external factors, like, for example, the weather, what I would like to ev everyone to actually uh, tell yourself is that everyone else is actually experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So now, whoever has the strongest mindset will actually be at the top. That's actually uh, good for people who are really mentally strong. So also, the Ellie Marathon is also very good for people like her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was the other thing. I was like, I'm not going to complain. There are people portaging this whole marathon. And so there is no way I'm going to complain about anything because you could have made me wear a weight vest. I mean, there was all these things. And so I was like, not complaining. This is not, not a problem. Good, 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 good. Uh, there's another thing that happened actually to Katie was that something went, happened to your toe. What happened to your toe? Can yeah, you around the 18, 19th, my toenail lifted and moved. And so every step hurt uh, from there on out. And so I knew there was really nothing I could do about it. So I just, uh, I ignored it and um, that fell off today. So it can heal now. Well, I hope the second place is really worth losing the toe. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. But, um, so to everyone, when there's wet, you know, rain, those most likely, there's high chance that that would happen or blister also. If you're wearing good shoes, it's a good fitting to you you will prevent that. But those things, unfortunately, it's something that, you know, happens, especially if your toe box is like very rigid or like, for example, some, or like if you're actually having like a downhill, you know, downhill where in your, your toes will be like hitting that toe box of your shoes, then, you know, those things, would it happens, right? Okay. 
Great. Thank you very much, Katie. And I know you have to go somewhere, but you're welcome to stay longer if you'd like to. Thank you. All right. Okay. So you guys learned something. That's good, right? Uh, I'm going to have next Amy. You may have seen her finish her longest swim, three mile swim, and place fourth um, in her age group. Correct me if I'm wrong, Amy. But uh, let me share to you. So that was one of her achievements. That was last month only. And then it was also last month, another friend of her, she messaged her, hey, do you want to do 200 miles? It was her longest ride. I let uh, Amy actually share her experience and share to us what she has learned. Go ahead, Amy. Thank you for being here. Hi. Yeah, so for the, um, the 200, the double century on Saturday, it was a really long day, but, um, and we started at like, 4.30 in the morning and finished at 9.30 at night. Um, and as far as things that went well, you know, what I went into the day with the mindset was um, to have just kind of a general um, uh, goal of, you know, kind of tracking where I'm at at 112 miles, how long did that take, and knowing that it was more elevation than I'm going to have for the Ironman but kind of, you know, where was I at and how did I feel and mark that in my mind and, you know, do I have more to work on or less to work on as far as, you know, can I get off the bike and go do something else after it? Um, and for a double century, it's funny because you actually, the length of time you're out there for the double century after 112 miles, it's like time-wise doing a marathon after it. So the whole long day is kind of like the Two parts of Ironman, but um, just the last, the bike and the run part. And then the other part was, you know, in my mind, as far as things that um, I wanted to accomplish was to make sure that I was practical and safe about um, the day that, you know, I didn't keep just going because being out there, um, you're going to start in the dark, you're going to end in the dark. Um, riding the dark I had never done before and I just did not have the desire to be doing that alone um, because when you're riding in the dark even if you have a light in the front and the back you know things are coming at you much faster you could get stuck somewhere it's such a long day your phone is probably gonna die my watch did die um, but you know whatever came my way I wanted to make sure that I kept in my mind that you know, what I finished that day is going to be a new PR anyway, as far as out there. So I want to be practical and safe about the day, um, no matter what happened. Um, and things, things that I need to learn from was that I used with flats on my bike, um, and I'm going to switch them out to a different type of tire. Um, I have Vittorio's on there right now, and I think I'm going to go back to Gator Skins and try that for the rest of the training and see how that goes. Um, someone suggested that, because I had a flat on the back tire, which I hadn't had um, before, but it, the tube was bad that I replaced it with, and it had a hole in it, so it blew through all my CO2. Um, and then I was like, you know, if I get stuck somewhere and I don't have a phone, I won't be able to call Uber. Um, you know, unless I'm riding with someone, I'm going to have uh, issues being in the dark by myself. 
so, you know, just learning from that, someone suggested trying the, the replacement tubes at home first, blowing them up, but <laughs> I can't imagine trying to get them all the way back flat again and rolling them up. Um, but yeah, that's just something. Otherwise, you know, I do have a hand pump. I may try and put that on the bike. I don't know. Um, the other thing I was thinking um, was just in general, uh, the things that happened that on Saturday, uh, taking those items uh, that I could do better and learning from it um, for Ironman. Not everything will transfer because nutrition-wise, we had buffets of food at every stop and um, it's not exactly the same, but um, there were lots of things as far as, you know, having the watch last and the phone last and all of those types of things that I learned from, so. Thank you, Amy. That was very good. And I know you were uh, also uh, riding with your tri-bike. How did that go yeah. with a tri-bike, considering that it's very long, right? And not only long, but it was also um, hilly. So a lot mm -hmm. of people recommend using a road bike, but... Um, because I'm prepared, it's a B race and I'm preparing for Ironman. Um, I'm going to do Ironman on a flat course and on my tri bike. And I'm most comfortable with it because I've been training on it so long. Um, it doesn't matter how slow I went up those hills. Um, I just kept going at it and I wanted to be able to um, feel comfortable in arrow for long periods and see how that went. And I, I was just fine. I agree, uh, Amy. So in terms of 200 miles, you know, we picked the most comfortable ones, but at the same time, I look at, it was not really that hilly hilly. It's doable. It's just an added 8,000 for the entire 200. For example, if it's 15,000 feet elevation yeah. gain, yeah. Yeah. I'll be more, you know, I'll be more, Hey, let's do, you know, road bike. So I've done uh, with my tri bike when I was new and it was not that bad. It's hard. But like I said, it's a B, it's a training event, you know, and mm -hmm. one of, I, I think one of the best things that actually well, you've learned is about your tires, the flat one, and actually still getting through it. And also the navigation, at least you still was able to actually find some good guys to help you out. Because one thing that Amy mentioned is safety first, which is what I really like that you did at the same time. I know you were concerned, right? Which is good safety first right but then you still found ways of like okay how can i move on you found good two good friends okay yep it was a good day yeah congratulations amy thank you so are you sore <laughs> i'm normal sore I'm, I'm like always sore anyway from working out but it wasn't any more sore than normal <laughs> i have to ask okay all right good good what's good about it also is that her 200 mile is local so you know in terms of actually being concerned, okay, where am I at? You know, it's something that actually takes off the worry of, you know, if you get, well, some people get lost, but still, it's still much better compared to you being somewhere else because there are a lot of other 200 miles in other states. Okay. Thank you so much, Amy. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Okay. So we're going to hear next. Let me uh, pull. Oh, actually, let me share to you first before I forget. Okay. Uh, if if you're in Feisty Fox Drive, remember, make sure to create your account because it's much easier for you to actually access the good stuff. So there's a lot of different things there. So I just want to remind you if you have not created the account. Okay. So next thing, there's this athlete in Texas who has been doing great. And you may have seen my post about him. 
we started like not even knowing how to swim. He was very dependent on uh, using his snorkel. And this one actually on his third sprint triathlon, he got a PR. He also placed 25% overall and then 70% improvement on his swim time. A lot of that one is actually related to mental. Okay. So, so if you're having a hard time with swimming or mindset related, hopefully you'll be able to share some good stuff. Let's have JV. JV's actually in Texas. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, JV. Thank you so much. Start Hi, everybody. Uh, no, what I was going to share with you guys is um, uh, I'm real thankful to Coach. I, you know, we started working together since April, and 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 like everybody's mentioned, sometimes we don't understand the training, but we do it. And sometimes I hate it, but we do it. And it was really good to see the results in this race. The, um, you know, the thing I really concentrated, which I, I was the most proud of, was my nutrition. You know, I, it was a very hard bike ride. I've never done anything that hard. I've been cycling like a year. And so I remembered her words and, you know, I was sipping the, the drinks. I was, uh, you know, eating every hour. Even though I wasn't hungry, I wasn't thirsty. And, and I had to really stick to the training because when we took off, it was like a race. Everybody just went so hard. And I, I had to really look at my watts and say, no, 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 stick to the training, stick to what you're used to. And, um, and so once the middle of the race, guess what? People started dropping off and then I started passing people and then some people would draft me and then they wouldn't on the uphills, I would lose my friends, you know? And, and so uh, it was four of us group in our group uh, one of them completely stopped and wanted to go on a, a SAG vehicle in a Suburban. He said he couldn't go any further. And then our third friend, we I don't know what happened to him. He he I think he sagged too because the three quarters of the race I lost him. So only me and my friend Alan, we we were just talking and really mentally telling us ourselves we can do it, we can do it because you would see these hills and you go, oh my God, I can't you know do this. And so we would just you know focus on the watts, focus on you know, your, you know, your leg motion, you know, you're pulling, you're pushing and, you know, just taking your mind off the pain of, 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 of looking at these monstrous hills. And as you can see, we stopped almost towards the end and we did some fun pictures there, just trying to get our mind off of how hard this ride was. And when you would get off your bike, you couldn't walk. You, you would tended to go downhill. It was really hard with your cleats. You would slide down the hill. They were so steep, but, um, but those are the good things, you know, stuck, stuck to my nutrition. And, and the next day, I thought I was going to be very, very hungry, and I wasn't. So I think that was – I don't completely understand that, but I'm thinking I ate correctly during the race because I wasn't, you know, madly hungry the next day. And uh, one of the bad things I did is I worked that day till like, noon, and then it was, like, a three-, four-hour drive to the race. So I got in real late, you know, and then I had to get up at 5 in the morning. So that's one thing I think I would change to try not to work a day before a race like this. It didn't affect anything, but – I think it would have been better to, you know, not pulling at midnight into trying to find my hotel and then getting up at five in the morning. But, uh, but I was so proud of my, you know, of, of the, the coaching I got. And, and it, it was just, you know, you feel like a superhuman, you, and <laughs> especially as a beginner cyclist, you know, you, you can't believe, you know, I'm approaching 50 years old and I'm like, God, I'm in the best shape of my life. I wouldn't even compare to when I was in my twenties. And so it's just a matter of listening it, you know, you have to be a good follower with a good coach because uh, sometimes we we want to question stuff and we shouldn't. We should just say, you know, follow, be a good follower, listen, and um, 
and, and I'm a very, very busy person. You know, I own two businesses, but I try to make the time, my me time, to try to get in my training. And uh, I don't always do that, but I, but I think the results are there. And, and I was, I've, I've been so happy since the race, I can't even stand it. So. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, I was going to ask you, so you had a three-day, you had a three, uh, no, sorry, three-hour drive. Did you feel any effect on that, you know, sitting on your car? For a long time or is that something normal that you're no I, I i followed your advice too when i would stop to put gas because i was in my i was in a big truck to carry the bicycle and uh when i would stop to put gasoline i would do squats and and stretch and i'm sure people wow. were looking at me weird but, but i was trying to do that i just to make sure my legs were you know and then as soon as i got to the hotel i did stretching again stretching in the morning you know tons of water before you know 48 hours before the event i mean i really fine-tuned all that because I think that's as, as important as training like months before the event. Yeah. How's the uh, difference with the, in terms of humidity and temperature? Because I know you have to drive. Is that almost similar to where you're at here in Texas right now, right? No. And, and you know what I noticed when I took off in the race, I was having to take real deep breaths. It was really oh, weird from the altitude. Yeah, the altitude. And so it was like, Good. what is this? You know, and so I just try to stay not to get nervous and I just deep breaths and Good deep job. breaths the whole race because I could feel something was different. You know, That's the oxygen was different. Yeah. So what JV is actually talking about, if you miss the, uh, the call on nutrition, this is the same one that actually Katie talked about. We've talked a lot about nutrition. You can, in Facebook, you can see like uh, our registered dietitian talking about iron gut. There's a lot of there, like for example, supplements or you know, um, you, how do you how do you not bonk? So here I'm focusing more on the race itself. And then he also mentioned about altitude, which I did also. You know, there's a Q and A call regarding altitude here, and I mentioned about how to train on those. It's specifically for running, but it's applicable on cycling. There's also a call on extreme heat heat sorry uh well, we're coming into fall but in case you know you're going to another country or have a race somewhere like it in asia then you know there's also another call about extreme heat so i discussed that too okay so hopefully you guys are catching up there's a lot of calls here you're busy right and i said uh, i said so many times you're busy when i was training i was super busy but sometimes you know executing the training properly so you don't be like just being busy, but instead you're doing the right thing and not waste your time. It's good to actually just look at what you need. And if you cannot find what you need, you can message me and then so I can direct you to the right resources. Because I know I want you to use your time uh, the right way. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, JV. Really appreciate that. Okay. Next one. I was hoping actually Brian would be here. I don't think Brian's here. All right, uh, we'll have, the next one is actually Mona. I met her just recently, and uh, Mona is new to triathlon, but she's a go-getter. And uh, she asked me, okay, coach, I, there's like three months, but there's no, you know, I want to do Oceanside, but I think, I think you said the right, it, I, I, I told you that I sold out, and I asked, and then, you know, I mentioned to her about La Quinta, which is December, which is three months when she met me. <laughs> so I asked, okay, are you up for a hard work? And then, so I look at, you know, the way she trains, her training peaks, you know, it seems like she got good work ethic. So I said, okay, let's do it. We can do it. Yeah, she placed fourth female overall 
PR on Swim, big PR within one week. So before I met her, I look at her training peaks and she was averaging 245 per 100 yards on, in an open water, all, you know, the open water is all to herself. She's not in a race, but her pace was 245 minutes per 100 yards. And there's a, you know, there's a gap, like she rests and then she does it again. Everything just like 240, 245. So, but within a week, so she followed the training and the improvement is actually, it went to two minutes. And then what happened, this was her race, 159. <laughs> and even, even her fiance was surprised, what happened to you, one week? <laughs> so, so, you know, so she actually, yeah, she's doing really well, progressing well. You can go ahead and speak. Hi, hi everybody. So yeah, so that race was uh, only aqua run because that was kind of B or C race for me because we wanted to just, uh, for me to go there and experience the swimming part in the race and the transition from swim to run. And uh, because I'd never had that experience before. Um, so I believe that the very big thing that helped me was I had the chance to meet Shangri-La in open water and uh, I had a one swim session with her in swimming pool and she just like picked all the my technique problems right away and she told me that these are your problem and these are the solutions and then like go work on them. And uh, I could just like immediately feel that I did a lot of things in a wrong way because I never had any good training in my life and I just like pick it from YouTube videos like here and there. And um, and the other good thing that she helped me was she asked me to go to the open water two days before the race uh, early morning and she asked me to swim very fast for the first 200 uh, meter. And uh, when I did it, I started feeling that, okay, so I just like, if I swim very fast, I can just like, panic in the storm water, in the in open water during the race. And I really, really experienced that. And uh, during the um, this strategy race call we had, we just like came up with the idea of starting like one of the last people and then go with my own pace and uh, then just like pick up the pace like in the last portion of the race, which that really helped me a lot, and I really enjoyed the race. Um, I didn't panic. I just enjoyed every single second of my swim. And uh, yeah, so I think that was like the training that I followed and all the techniques that you practiced for me. Thank you, Mona. One of the things that she did not mention is that she really is a hard worker. So when I saw her for swim, she was there like before me. Like she was practicing already. And then so I would say, oh, okay. And then, <laughs> when, she, when we started and then we ended, I was with another athlete. She was there. I was sitting on the, I was sitting in, in, in jacuzzi. I finished like maybe 10 minutes. She was still there. So, you know, oh, okay. This girl really wants to get her goal. So, you know, I could tell when a person really wants to go. These are the people who shows up. These are the people who make things happen or find different methods to get it. No matter what. Of course, that's the part also that we're in. We need to do life, you know, balancing life. Like, for example, Mo, Mo, it's not perfect. Mona had to miss a workout last Saturday, which is reasonable because it's, parent, uh, it's her family's family reason. So, so Mona is actually going to have a race again. Uh, we'll do our best. So that's always the case. We'll do our best. No, sure. Basically, no expectation, but we'll do our best 
today. Okay, that's what I always yeah. tell. Thank you so much, Mona. Thank you. All Thank right. You. Okay, so we have good people sharing. That's, this is so good. All right, so let's let's hear from another person. All right, Natasha. You know, when I met Natasha the very first time, she had no idea to swim. I'm glad I was wearing my wetsuit in the open water because she was hanging on me. I'm like, dude, I don't want to be drowning yet. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, so that's where how we started. So she did finish a two-mile swim a weekend ago, and she finished her first 200 mile. She really, you know, she was one of the slowest cyclists that I brought to the mountain, like really, like she was the last one. And, but the, something about Natasha is that she just do it. She's very courageous. She's brave. Well, she's afraid, but she still do it. That's what braveness is. Even though you're afraid, you still go for it. And I know all of you guys here, who, especially those who were shared, you know, even though you don't like it, you don't, you still do it because uh, based on your experience, you know, you're going to learn something about it. So she, she is at 220 now, minutes per 100 yards from not knowing how to swim, doing two miles or even 4,500 yards or, you know, longer than that. It's, it's relaxing to her now, just like yoga. And um, it's, it's insane. I think she's a superwoman now too. She just finished 200 miles with eight peak elevation gain last Saturday. I told her, sleep in. You don't need to wake up. I, I hope she slept in. And then she, I, I received a text message from her and she told me, coach, I run today. And she showed me her time. Her time was 8.28 for 5K. And she said she feels great. And I wanted to know, I want to know her secret. So let's, let's hear from her. Go ahead, Natasha. I'm muting, I'm muting you. It's your turn. Hi. Hi Natasha. Yes. Um. So my backline, I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming from the runner. No swimming. I don't like cycling. All that stuff. But become the triathlete, I have to get into that. So I finished two miles swim. It's a long story, but fin I finished it in the time. It's good time for me. And then I asked coach. I said, "Can I do two hundred mile uh, bike?" And she said, "What?" And I said, it's a month ago. It's not even a month ago. And she said, okay, let me see how, you, how you're training. So then she approved for me. I, I messaged Emmy to ask Emmy to do with me because I don't want to be by myself. So Emmy said yes to me. So she put me on a training. And most of the time, I didn't, I didn't meet her training requirement because I don't have enough time to do 120 miles a day, 180 miles a day. But on Saturday, one thing I learned is the mindset. We was there at four, four in the morning. We're on the road, it's too many hills, but I don't know what happened to that day. The whole, a whole 200 mile, I never have a minute to think about why, why I had to do this. I always happy and I always with myself and I will finish this strong. So one thing I learned is nutrition because for me, I don't pay attention to what I'm eating. I don't pay attention to what I'm doing during the training. But from learning from the coach and I pay attention and the nutrition really, really important. So I pull up 200 miles really strong and I finish in the time like I, you know, I plan in for. I don't know what to say, but I'm just saying thank you for the roof, really motivate. Thank you for the course, they like always believe in me. And I really love, not, I'm not a good learner, but I try my best to learn what I can. 
Yeah. So the next day, I wake up at six in the morning to try to run, and I told myself I'm gonna walk with my mom because that is a 5k walk. Then I don't know what happened. I did run for eight twenty miles per minute. <laughs> Today I went. Um, I wake up, but go to work like it's a normal day. I don't have any, you know, like feeling that I did finish my two hundred mile at all. So often I learned is listen to the coach. So, I've been with the coach for years and a half, but I've been on and off. So every every time I back to her, I get really strong and I really get confident. So that's all I can share. Thank you so much, Natasha. So um, Natasha, she's very busy. She has two kids. She has her pharmacy business, and also she has her friends who she still hangs out. And yes. You know, uh, she has. She wasn't able to actually execute everything because she's very busy. But when you don't, ex you, so the thing that I wanted to share to you is that, sure, there's workouts or like for example your training peaks or you get from other like training plans. My suggestion, though, one of the main reasons that I, I hope you're a triathlete or you're doing the sport is because you want to be a happy athlete, right? So now you do your best, okay? Meaning that you do your best to actually do the workout, right? However, we need to make sure that we still maintain balance in life, safety, not get sick, not get injured, maintain our stress manageable, right? So that's what Natasha has been doing. She's been doing her best. She's been prioritizing her happiness. The main important thing is that she's been communicating with you, like directly, a coach. Or like, for example, she said, my Wahoo is not working. I cannot do the workout right now. <laughs> so she just like, you know, just be honest, right? Because the thing is that all, all of the athletes, you know, you're my athlete because I trust that you're going to do your best. So that's Natasha. Um, so for you, if you miss a training or let's say you have to cut it, you know, it's not the end of the world. All right. It's not like you're going to fall apart. However, if you really are struggling and I see that and there's no consistency, you're like, oh, you know, maybe I'm training or your motivation or your commitment is not there anymore. Then that's the, the more you need to actually come to me so I can help you. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. Don't be because the, what you're going to end up with, it, it's your like your commitments like falling apart. Guess what? Unfortunately and sadly, you may end up beating yourself up because I know you guys want to achieve the goals and like you're not getting help. Just come to me because I'm also an athlete. I've had the same experiences, okay? And help you throughout. Uh, I'll help you go through it, okay? All right. Thank you so much. We have also Billy, but Billy is working, and also Kathleen actually also completed her longest uh, ride, 100k and uh, she did not feel any injury or pain. I think Kathleen, is Kathleen here? Kathleen, are you here? Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm here. Okay, Kathleen. Hello. Welcome to the call. I'm glad you're here. So go ahead and uh, share to us, uh, you know, top two things, good and bad, that you learned during your event uh, last Saturday. Well, first up, it's the longest, um, 
you know, uh, time that I've done. And like somebody said earlier, you know, you start doing the calculation, okay, am I, my 70.3, where am I at 56? And, you know, uh, my big thing is obviously working on nutrition where it wasn't perfect through the ride um, and I didn't do all of the gels like I was supposed to. I got most of them in, which was better than I've done in the past. And um, I actually tell you, the whole thing was kind of interesting because um, I had a guy draft on me for 30 miles. So that was fun. But I actually kept a better pace than I uh, thought I would would, uh, would keep. So I was pretty happy with it. Uh, but I'll, I was getting the last 10 miles, I was noticing my knee was a little sore. So I would try to do like a one-legged drill until it started to feel better, and then it would kind of like pick up and go again. Um, and, you know, that that seemed to help it because it would take some pressure off, and then um, I wasn't re-injuring it. I was just, you know, working through it smoothly, um, and I didn't feel like when I was done I had in, in, injured it. In fact, when I finished, um, I actually felt like I could I had more in the tank so, you know, in, in the 70.3, the run's next. And I thought, well, you know what? I think I can actually get off the bike and do this. I wasn't overly um, exhausted where I have been in the past at longer distances. So I think the nutrition, even though not perfect, helped uh, in that. And, um, you know, I thought I'd be a lot more sore, uh, and I wasn't. And I just, you know, it's all about sticking to uh, have to trust in the plan. You know, I'm I'm smart, but I'm not, you know, coach smart. And I don't know the right things necessarily to do. So this is hard to let go. And it's just to trust in the plan and say, all right, you know, everything that I'm going to do is going to get me to where I need to be. So um, that's kind of really where I was focused. Thank you so Does much, Kathleen. I'm glad you're there. So, yeah, actually, um, the plan about the 100 kilometer was actually just early this past last week so I actually asked her but when I ask someone I already looked up and then evaluated whether it's go or not go because I don't want any of my athletes be injured okay so I looked that up and also you know I told her I just we just need to get the base because she has not gotten the base and it will help her her with her overall fitness what's her challenge is actually her nutrition because she has other um, medical history that she's also going on. So it's more strict. So we have to actually really go through it and test a lot. Um, so, but it's, I, I believe it's much better, right, Kathleen? Compared to what you uh, it, was, it, it was a big difference. Um, you know, even though I wasn't hungry and everything like that, I still kind of, you know, about 75% stuck to it. And um, it was a big difference. It helped a lot. Awesome. All right. So, Next thing, Cheryl, would you like to share? You could start it. And okay, then I I'll could, start. I could, okay, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I could, um, right. I could share a little bit yeah, about, yeah, yeah. about that. Okay. Because, uh, you know, like our sharing, it's not, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't define you as an athlete, okay? I think it's good to talk about it because at least it gets stuck. And also, share, it's, to me, I will share all my mistakes so for others to learn, okay? So, actually, uh, Cheryl attempted the... Uh, the one mile, it was a, it has a high surf. Okay. Uh, what, what I like about Cheryl is also she's a go-getter. She, she tried she, for experience also. So, so unfortunately it was so high, uh, that she actually had to pull out. 
Would you like to share, uh, share Cheryl? Yeah, sure. Um, so with this Tiki Swim, I, I was there in April watching the Oceanside 70.3 because I was a volunteer at that time and the waters were even higher. Um, looking at the waters, I should have said, no way, Jose, I'm not going to do that. But I just, I, I just felt like, well, what if I can, like, what if I, I'm able to do this? Um, and, and so I get, I get special, I guess, a, di a different time to register for that event. So I actually did. So I registered for Oceanside for the following year and I thought I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. um, then I heard that Tiki Swim is the same swim start, uh, different months. So I thought the waters will be a lot lower. Um, I thought the waves would be a lot lower. So I said, I'll give it a shot. I was courageous and I thought I'll just go for it. There's, I could learn, I could walk away just learning from the experience, no matter whether I fail or not. I don't really like yeah. losing fail, but whether I, you know, succeed or not, or I'll learn something about myself, about the event. Um, I'll meet new people. And um, my family was with me. So it was great support to even just have them there being like, hey, you went out there and, and even attempted it, which a lot of mm -hmm. people are afraid of. And for me, I, I do have a background in, um, like, I do come from a place where I'm, I'm fearful of open water. So I like to overcome those fears at the same time. I like to challenge myself. And so without any experience on, on, on big surf, um, I thought I did pretty well I just because I've never been <laughs> in an ocean before. <laughs> I, even, yeah, I showed up, put everything on and I tasted the water. I was like, Oh, so this is how salt water tastes like. Um, but it didn't phase me. I thought, Oh, well, not, not a problem. I sweat and my sweat goes in my mouth. So I'm like salt water. So I just kept going and going. And I didn't know how many more I had to battle before I was in the clear. And I think that is where my lack of experience have stopped me from, from going further because I had the whole swim to think about. And I was already thinking, oh my goodness, my legs are tired. I'm tired. I still have to do the swim. How much more can I get out of myself? So because I've never done anything like that, I couldn't. I couldn't find the timing saying to myself like, okay, you know, two more waves and you're going to be in the clear. Like I couldn't even have that because I didn't, I don't have experience. But um, after reflecting off of that day, um, funny, funny thing is I actually was on the road going home and it takes like three hours. And I, I, I watched a movie, San Andreas. There was like a tsunami part in the movie and um, the rock was like, we just have to get past this giant wave. Like it's a wall of wave. And he's like, get past it before it crests. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God. Then a light bulb just went off. And I thought, so I should have just went right through, swam right through that giant wave in front of me before it crests. And I would have probably passed it. And right there, I was like, thank you, the rock. Like that's <laughs> probably what I needed to hear. And yeah. um, so now... I'm no longer fearful for that as long as I train for it, educate myself around it. Um, and just slowly in time, day by day, just build the confidence to take it on again. Mm -hmm. So I know the day that I'm going to take it on again, obviously it's Oceanside. So um, it's not only going to be the swim this time. I mean, I'm going to be doing all of it. So mm -hmm. 
-hmm. it's going to be a huge challenge that I have to really dig deep and take on um, because it's not just the 1.2 swim. It's everything. And it's going to be a lot hotter, which is like another, another level to it all. But yeah, for sharing. Um, yeah, I, know I put you on spot, but what I, I wanted to emphasize there is that um, it's actually what you learn from the experience. And I don't believe that it's actually a failure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's no failures. There's always just improvement and learning from it. Because the thing is that, and I always tell to you guys, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes, you know, people would tell you things and then you learn the hard way or like, you know, it comes here, but then it's, you really have to experience it. And the good part that she also took advantage is it was a free entry. <laughs> okay. And it, it was a free entry. Um, and, you know, so this is something that, and also she's a way, you know, like her training, I mean, her, her race wherein she needs to actually enter to such wave. It's not until like next year, April, she has a lot of time to train. So she has expressed to me about this one. And then so, um, you know, right now we're training her for La Quinta. So as of now, everything's, go, you know, okay. But we're going to incorporate that definitely, especially for, uh, you know, like ocean swim. What I wanted to share to you, like even I myself had my own failure, okay? Meaning that it's, it's, it's what's much better is how it's not about the failing. It's about how often that, that person actually get up and come back and actually do it again over and over and over again. But I, what I always do is that, you know, things happen for a reason. And also the other part that I've learned is that it's more of that unique experience because others would have not experienced the same way as I've experienced if I didn't go through it. And that's something that I'm going to take with me. And also it's not about just the actual race, but it's also throughout the days that I'm training for that race, every single day I'm getting better, being transformed. So actually I'm already getting a lot from the improvement of actually before the race. The race is more of bonus, okay? And then from there, how a champion is tested is for how often that that person actually get up even though after all the setbacks, okay? Uh, I think I mentioned to you guys uh, with my 10 Ironman in 10 consecutive days in Switzerland. That was back in 2016. And I attempted for 10 Ironman in 10 consecutive days, right? And I spent so many, uh, I invested, oh, the, the race is expensive. <laughs> it's like 3,000, I think. Can't remember. And then also I had to uh, fly my support crews, which three of them, lodging, food, so it's a lot, right? Just the money itself. How about the training, the energy, all the nutrition that I spent all throughout the training, right? I only completed, like I almost completed the ninth. I was on the ninth when I had my pinch nerve. <laughs> so I was off by 10 miles of the ninth marathon of the ninth Ironman. If I was able to get through of that last 10 miles, right? I could have gone to the 10th. But I did not. So officially, I only finished eight full Ironman. So now I was like so devastated. And that was the part like, oh, this is so much training. You know, I, I put a lot of different things. How come it didn't happen? And, you know, that's when I actually wrote this one. And I'm just going to share to you uh, exactly of how I felt that time. And I'm sharing to you just in case 
like if you felt something close or similar, I have it in blog. So I said things happen for a reason. But then at the time, I don't know what the reason is because I already, I, I already put everything. That was 2016. But there's a lot more other things that came through 2017, 2018. I did not stop. I kept continuing. So if you want to, I'm not going to read all, but it's only two minutes. But it's basically, I'm saying like, I have to, you know, if, if like you're aiming for a, a race and suddenly something didn't happen the way you wanted to do or to make it happen, of course it hurts. The first thing that you need, that I suggest that you do is actually to feel what you're feeling, acknowledge it, go through the grieving process. Okay. And the next thing is acceptance. You know, there's the grieving process, right? Um, the last portion is the acceptance. And then my acceptance is basically, you know, things happen for a reason you can read through. And, but what at the end, I also say that all of us has, we have the power to write our life. We have the control. We have our control if we take it. <laughs> okay. We don't tell like, okay, our family told us this is supposed to be right. So we have our control. We can do it. Um, so yeah, I just kept going, even though I failed so many times and I I'm sure I will be failing or like, you know, have these setbacks. Okay. And then we just keep going because every day we're moving forward. As long as we're happy, we're safe, we're in good health, you know, let's move on. All right. Okay. That's pretty much it. We made through one hour and everyone's early. Really happy to see you and hear from everyone. I'm going to let you go and have a great training. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks, Coach. Thank you too.